glad you're with me again today. I hope you were with me yesterday. We started talking about building a bridges of love to the people who need Christ, to the hurting, lost, and dying world, to those who are around us, and, and not judging them or condemning them, but loving them. Jesus said, when you want to show love to the least of these, you show love to me. And he, he called us to be that kind of a follower of him. We must adapt Christ's methods of loving people. You know what his methods were? Matthew 6, 36, he said, be merciful as the Father is merciful. Galatians 6, 10, let us do good to all people. Jesus went about doing good, the Bible says. Wherever he went, he touched people, he cared for people, he loved people, he made a difference in people's lives. And that's the kind of salt that makes a difference in a decaying society and the kind of light that shines in the midst of a dark world. Imagine great cities without its bridges, New York City with no crossings over the Hudson or the East Rivers, and San Francisco minus the Golden Gate Bridge, and London without the London Bridge, and, and all the cities you know that have bridges, that they, they would not be able to connect. Rodney Stark was puzzled when he studied how the early Christians did things. He said, a marginalized persecuted, often uneducated group of people were able to not only survive, but thrive. He concludes the key reason was their willingness to sacrifice themselves out of love for each other and for their world. Their sacrifice released an explosion of light and heat the world had never known. In other words, they cared enough to build bridges. The method of the New Testament church was to love its enemies rather than mock them. A church that gives more then it receives a church that moves courageously out rather than retreating comfortably. And that's what he's calling us to do. And a high moral standard in our lives, but a concern for everyone, no matter how sinful or wicked or evil they might be. It means that we make a difference. I heard about one church that decided that they were just going to step out and do all kinds of deeds of kindness and uh, uh, there was there was one church that started in was starting in uh, a very difficult place, Oslo, Norway, and so they decided that one of the ways they were going to try to get their church name out was to get out where people were, and and so they decided to have a free car wash, and uh, that anybody could just get their car wash, just come in, and they would invite them to their church and just love on people, and the first customer that came into their car wash had a bumper sticker that identified the person as a member of the Socialist Agnostic Political Party. Now, the Norwegians who were there with the new pastor who had just come in felt utterly incapable of talking to this woman for fear she would ask them things they couldn't answer. The worst fear of all Scandinavians was being realized, the possibility of looking bad in public. It had taken me six weeks to convince this little group that was starting the church that outreach would be a big fun, and they didn't think this was going to be much fun when they saw their first person coming in for a free car wash. Even though I spoke Norwegian, said the pastor, with noticeable accent, I engaged our customer in conversation. Hi, we're going to wash your car for free, and we're not going to allow you to give us any money for this. Okay, but why? We want to show you God's love in a tangible way. His love is free, and so is ours. I said, by the time we finished washing her car, to the amazement of the Norwegian Christians, this lady was weeping. She was experiencing reverse sticker shock. 
we wouldn't take her money. She rolled down the window and said, I'm 50 years old, and I lived in a so-called Christian nation all my life. I've heard people talk and talk and talk about God for a long time, and I've opposed them. I determined a long time ago they weren't real in their love, so he must not be real. But today is the first time I've experienced any of God's love. What I've seen here is real. You see, a group of people sacrificed to step across into an area where they had never been before, and they touched people amazingly because they were touching people with love. So we need to act like Jesus if we're going to build bridges of love. We have to be real and we have to be genuine. The world today responds only to that, and they're going to respond to half-heartedness or fake and to those who pretend. Love must be real and it must be expressed in more than words. We've got to prove our love. James says, in the same way, faith by itself <clears throat> is not is dead if not accompanied by action. And he goes on to say, I will show you my faith by what I do. Proof and evidence of faith is shown in what we do. And it's a, it's a matter of not just saying I love and care about people. We've got to do something to prove the reality of our faith to get out there where the people are. Truth alone is not enough. Proclamation is not enough. We have to show people. We have to express people. We have to let Jesus come out of our lives. We must get involved. We must be doers of the word and not just hearers only. Jesus touched people who were untouchable like the leper. Nobody would touch a leper in Jesus' day, but Jesus did. Didn't have to touch that leper to heal that leper. That was not necessary because Jesus had power, as he'd shown in other instances, to just speak a word of healing and the person was healed. But it was really important that Jesus touched the leper because the leper was not touched by anybody. He had not had a touch of love since he got the disease. Everybody was afraid of him. And so when Jesus touched him to heal him, it revealed that Jesus was really, really concerned, really, really cared. And that's what God wants us to do. George Gallup for years took polls of all kinds. Some of them were religious polls. He said a church rooted in the living Lord is a church that encourages people to move beyond their comfort zones and and to invest themselves in face-to-face, person-to-person, hand-to-hand kinds of ministries. And that's exactly right. And that's what God expects us to do if we're going to be people who really do care and make a difference. Do you want to make a difference in your world? You say, I can't speak well. I can't sing well. I mean, I don't have some tremendous ability, but you have one great gift. You have God's love in your heart if you've trusted Christ, and you have a gift that you can share with people. That's his love, and you can share that love wherever you go, and you can do it through acts of kindness, and even as you're kind to people, people will respond to that. They will wonder why you are expressing that kindness to them. William Penn said, if there is any kindness I can show or anything I can do to any fellow being, let me do it now. Not neglect it, not wait on it. I shall not pass this way again. If we think like Jesus, then we begin to act like Jesus and we begin to let him use us to touch people. I want to challenge you to think of somebody that you can be kind to today. Maybe you'll just run into somebody Maybe it's just listening to somebody at work who needs someone to hear them, who needs someone to share with them, who needs someone's 
just to pray with them. Maybe it will be a neighbor. Maybe it will be a friend. Maybe it will be just somebody you uh, run into on the street. I don't know. But just ask God to touch someone through you today. Have a great day.